Welcome to Queer Narratives Beirut, a podcast about gender and sexual diversity in Lebanon's capital. You're listening to episode eight, You Better Work, with Sasha Elijah, produced by Tanya Van Deer. Uh, hi, my name is Sasha Elijah and I'm 21 years old. Um, I'm a transgender in Lebanon. I came out as a transgender when I was about 18 years old and I started working in the modeling and that progressed being a performer, an artist, and a drag queen at the same time. So, And as well, I host uh, a lot of events and venues that are happening around Lebanon. And that's pretty much what I do. So, everybody's talking about you. We want to know your story. How, what was your transformation into becoming Sasha? My transformation of becoming... Sasha came from a very vulnerable, weak place, if you want, because she couldn't... She wasn't comfortable with, with who she was because everyone started fitting her in the image that and the, the fan, the fan, they want they wanted to make their fantasies come true out of me because they couldn't fulfill it. So and as I grew older and I became this rebel that because I wasn't comfortable in that image and whatsoever, so they rebelled against me and they were like, "Why do you want to do this? This is not for you and whatsoever." But Sasha came from a place that. For a very vulnerable, weak place. But as I was getting older, I built up momentum and stronger personality because I'm in tune with my body and with my thought process by being like this. And I'm not going to risk it for anyone because it's my sanity, it's my happiness at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if you could, I guess, if you could describe Sasha in like three words, how would you go about it? Uh, I can go by describing myself with crazy, fun, and this person who wants to love and be loved and share her love with everyone. Because I remember as I've, I've felt that huge amount of love when I was like at an event and everyone was dancing and everyone was happy and everyone was just like celebrating. It was an amazing feeling and experience because it was a pure emotion, you know? It was a pure feeling that you really want to feel it. And it's like, a place where you can feel safe because I had that missing in my life, a place that where I feel safe, a place where I'm loved, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, that actually brings me to one of my other questions, which is, like, what makes you feel safe or, like, where do you feel safe? I now pretty much feel safe within myself, even if the environment or... Not the environment. Even if uh, the people around me or the place that I am in I'm not happy. I just like close my eyes, remember all those experiences where I was happy. And what so I feel safe within myself mm-hmm. to say and to actually make others understand what I mean. Like is that if you just like close your eyes and remember who you are internally and externally, you will feel safe immediately. It doesn't matter where you are. Right. So when was the first time you felt like? You had a sort of like a talent or a skill, like you know. It was ever since dances. I was. I know this may sound shallow, but it was ever since I was a kid because I would go in my mom's room or whatever. Not my. I would go to my room, and you could find my sister's outfits there or some things that I bought or whatever, and just like wrap a, sil- a piece of silk around me, put a music, and then suddenly put on a show in the living room from my parents or whatsoever. You know, it, it grew with me and my family. They were like festive. So ever since I was young, you know, come and like start singing and putting music on. I, I got it from my, from my mother's side, you know, because she was best. Yeah, exactly. I got it from my mom. <laughs> right? So yeah, okay. Ever, ever since I was a kid, ever since I can remember. 
it wasn't like uh, so, oof, I woke up and I suddenly became this person you know yeah yeah but when did you start making the, like? Or... I started making the outfit uh, let's say from the first official outfit it was when I was 16 so I was 16 when I was 16 I started like actually putting looks together on with concepts and whatsoever so mm-hmm. yeah can you describe your first costume it was Eve actually I was like and because I was, I was, I'm still in the process of transitioning. It's never, it's a never-ending process for me. You can't say that. Okay, step one, two, three, you're done. You're in, every single human is mindset and what's whatsoever, spirituality and body and physical. You know, we're, we're always transitioning and evolving. So when I was 16, I, I was like, I want to become like. Okay, I'm in my transitioning process. What does describe Eve? You know. So I wanted to create this like fierce ear with like a golden apple in her hand and this giant snake and she's covered she's and she's like this beautiful woman whatsoever but she has this like sad look it's like a whole theatrical theme that went on you know and my friends were like aren't you taking this too seriously i'm like i'm just enjoying it whatever and ever since then one thing led to another and now we're here There was a moment where I went through this experience of love and with self-love and etc. I created Venus, Aphrodite, goddess of love. And then I created this alien goddess, Andromeda, that she just wants to... She's like this angry goddess and whatever. And she is like an alien goddess that wants to come to, to the earth and just like destroy everything if you want. Because I was like very mad at that point. And then there is like this, this dark saint that I created that... She reveals her outfits and removes her headpiece and had uh, had the cover that covers her hair and such. And she just wants to be free because I was being judged a lot on things that I was doing. Oh, you're you're showing us a lot of body. Oh, you're showing us a lot of flesh. Oh, cover that. Oh, do this. So I created that dark saint, if you want, in a way. And now I created this more of a fashion, fashion uh, mannequin look, if you want. But she has like that dead look in her eyes. She's still she's still representing this full-on glamour, but I have a grey wig on and a tire, and tired eyes on because, like, internally I'm, like, tired, but I still really want to show you that pop of colour, mm-hmm. you know? So my, my, my performances and my looks, like, can mean actually anything and anyone can take whatever they want from them. It's just fun, Yeah, you know? do you feel like the characters, like, represent different parts of you that you maybe have trouble processing or the... Yeah, exactly. It is also a learning process because all the looks that I create, they don't have a one-on-one of how to make them and how to create them. It is a learning process as I'm creating them. As I'm creating them, I start asking myself questions and, okay, why am I doing this? Okay, I'm doing this because of that. It's like therapy for me, if you want. It's just like this, I go into this tunnel while creating the looks and whatsoever till I perform them and I post them and whatsoever. It's it's therapy for for me to deal with stages of my life and to deal with certain emotions. And it's a very healthy way to do it. I'm not out killing people like most of them are doing. I'm just out there like entertaining you, you know? But so can you tell me, for example, like you mentioned Venus as a look, right? So can you kind of like give me sort of a... Like, walk me through what the process is like from when you get the idea to, like, actually performing it. You know, what happens? What are the stages? Well, this, the first stage is the sketching. Okay, what, I, what do I want to, from this look? And then the second stage is the surprise elements. Okay, what do I want this look to do? Okay, reveal this, reveal that. Bring on. It's like a, dra- like a full-on drag show, you know? And then I start gathering the materials, go and shop for materials, etc., for not... 
the most expensive things and ready to wear and whatsoever because I really don't want that because at the end of the day I want my energy put into that work you know as much as possible I want myself creating that look because that's the therapy that I'm going through at the same time mm-hmm. creating that so what, what do you think of like the drag shows that have been happening that you've been participating in? Like, how would you describe the atmosphere what does it feel like to be a part it, of it it is amazing it is magical you know when the first that you step your foot into that club till it ends you're like in this you know like it's very different it's very magical because a lot of things are going fashion and the makeup the hair the reveals the performance the art it's like like too much to handle sometimes that you go back home and very excited and ready for the next one it's like a natural high if you want it's like very very beautiful experience and I'm, I'm really loving what's going on in Beirut right now from the drag scene, from mm-hmm. from the drag stars that we are seeing as well. It's like Sasha Valor, she came and I met her. Alaska Thunder, fuck, Alaska 5000. Uh, Violet Tchotchke, uh, I'm Hungry, uh, Vivacious, uh, Pearl. All of these uh, drag superstars that came in Lebanon. Which like character is like your favorite or you think the one that you did, you pulled off the best? Is it Venus or I don't know? Or the one I you can, relate to the yeah, most? Yeah, the one that I can relate to the most is still the the seashell goddess because that look entertained the hell out of everyone. I met you then. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The rabbit hole, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We it's met so... there, you know, and everyone was like, "Okay, why is she green? Why is she, why is there like seashell covered on her body and that?" You just jeweled seashell crown. It was a new thing. It was like a very, and a very beautiful thing to want because even like through the heelless heel that I was wearing, it was all like seashells on them and everything. It was like very out of this world. I celebrated and like had the most fun from that look. That was two Halloweens ago. Yeah, and we exactly. hugged each other. That's yeah, how yeah. We met. And, and we were like, and, and I put the crown on you and such. Yes. I started going I got that from, picture on my phone like way yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, Hail to Venus. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, so, hey, that, and that's amazing. I mean, you, you're able to go to places like your know, Rabbit Hole and other... And yeah, your, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some people, like, at first, they were like, I, I, I'm a party girl. I love to party and go hang out. Like, that's that's where all my contacts are from. Yeah. <laughs> the mega huge like f- photographers and what's that, designers and, and whatever. I they met me through the nightlife, and I'm grateful for the nightlife because through the day life I could only had despair and disappointment to be honest. So I went on and went on to the nightlife, start meeting new people in pubs and clubs and whatsoever, and I ended up working at the biggest club in Lebanon. So which is like Garten. Uh, so. Yeah, it was amazing. Everything is amazing. I started like uh, even hosting events and etc. and performing in straight places, many straight places, not only LGBTQ friendly places. And they were all like entertained because I knew what to deliver. It wasn't like too, uh, I'm sorry to say this, but like it wasn't like too flamboyant if you want, but at the same time, what they want to see, but at the same time, I'm like trying to squish into that straight society you know it was like smart tactic that I did mm-hmm. you know because if I was going to be like very out loud and from the beginning I was going to be rejected so it was like all calculated moves on how to emerge both of the societies together for me for my life because I really don't want to separate anyone from anyone mm-hmm. you know that's great so it really sounds like from what I hear from you that like acceptance has become more of a thing than maybe five years ago or in the, in a bit the- yeah 
a bit. There are there are, there are a lot of people who keeps on judging from. There are a lot of people from the political regions and the more religious regions. It's not only in Lebanon; it's in the states and everywhere. You know, I know where my limits are. I don't go on and do crazy things in the political regions that are ruled by political political people or religious people. I'm just like within these hybrid regions, if you want, that they're ac- accepted and they want to change and whatsoever. You know, mm-hmm. so one 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 city at a time, one crowd at a time. Why not? Yeah, I'm yeah. like we're still like very young. We can take our times. Nothing should change immediately. You yeah, know? everything is progressive. Exactly. Do you ever imagine taking it like a step higher and you know um, creating your own fashion line? A lot of people are like actually saying that, but I. At the end of the day, I need like the backbone for it and the huge amount of economy, of money as well. So, but why not? I would love that. I'd love to have a line of whatsoever. Like, who knows? I'm still like 21. Who knows what's like, what's what's gonna happen later, after like two years and a year or three years or whatever. Right. I just wondered like if it was something. Yeah, that... it is in my mind actually, and I had like a lot of my. I just like write them down on a notepad. Who knows like when I can go and read through them again you know mm-hmm. I just I have a lot of things in my mind and one of them was opening like having this club that celebrates and showcases different kind of local artists and whatsoever you know to actually include them we all bring artists from outside we have a lot of artists here but they're all hidden the, uh, the, the amount of people that are talented that I really met and the things that they can do with lights, with music, with costume, with fashion, etc. It's like mind-blowing here in Lebanon, you know? So I have like, why can't we just like all gather around and become like this city with the endless talent and endless uh, color pop and endless fashion, endless creation whatsoever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how would you just describe like the queer scene in Beirut to an outsider who knows nothing about it? It's crazy. The, the amount of evolution. Let's start with the, with all the queens. The makeup, the hair, the 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 outfits that they're coming up with, and etc. It's it's very like crazy and amazing. And let's talk now from the side, more of a political side, on what's happening. Like. There are changes that are happening around. There are people who are growing, actually, and growing businesses as queer people. Photographers, designers, and etc. are being uh, introduced to Europe, and they, they want their works to be showcased there and whatsoever. Like, from the, uh, the business side, it's very good, but still, from the political side, we struggle a lot. We got a lot of huge amount of arrests. We got a, lot, a huge amount of bullying, harassments, rapes, and etc. There's a lot of work to be done. You, you don't only find one cause. You find many causes. You find anti-bullying, anti-harassment, anti-rape uh, movement, not anti-rape, like the, the issue that is considered with rape, etc. Uh, female rights, women's rights, and how women all should be paid equally, how women should have the rights, and how should women should have the rights to pass on their uh, identity, etc. to their kids. It's all linked. The LGBT movement, LGBTQ plus movement, is a movement of many. It's not only lesbian, gay, bi, trans, queer related. It's like, a lo- because a lot of people are being outcasted and they can find themselves or their rights a little bit in that community, you know? Because everyone accepts everyone, you know? Everyone just like, okay, let's hang out. Okay, let's have fun. Okay, let's do this. Let's create this. Let's work on this and whatsoever, you know? So mm-hmm. the outcasts 
all like it's I don't want to call anyone outcast but like that's what's going on like you know we're not being accepted out there in that society of the norm if you want mm -hmm. so we just like created our own little community here and it's like it's like a big boom that no one is like even keeping up with mm -hmm. with all the, the success and the things that we are working on if you want there but there's a lot of work to do still yeah yeah, yeah. but you sound proud yeah like, because like a lot of things are happening and changing and like you know Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like, okay, so uh, these like drag shows, the visibility, you know, the, the courage that it takes that you and many others like are showing in the face of like, you know, um, political, religious anger, whatever. Do you think that's like a form of activism? It is. So, like many drag, or like many queens do, uh, they come up with outfits that relate with political movements. So I'm fighting back with this, you know, I'm fighting back with art. I want people to be more aware of this. So it's like a hidden message covered in art, you know? So it's like very beautiful. Uh, it is an act, of course it is. Yeah. Like they are defying everything that the normal, the norms, if you want, or the straight society that are anti-LGBTQ+. You know, it is like a huge movement. Like, okay, I'm here. I'm with this fashion, I'm with the statement, and there is a message behind it. Of course, it is sort of, it's a sort of an activism. Mm -hmm. Everything it is, whatever we are doing, it, it is. Because I hope someday, after a few years, we actually get that on a more material level, mm -hmm. on a level where we, it is abided in law and whatsoever, you know? Mm -hmm. With special thanks to Sasha Elijah and Tanya Van Deer. Share your narrative. Email queernarrativesbeirut at gmail.com with your written or phone recorded stories and we'll publish them on our website. Anonymity guaranteed. Queer Narratives Beirut is a collaboratively produced word of mouth podcast made with support from Mansion and The Outpost magazine and produced alongside the Radio Mansion project in June 2018. Supported by Chase Consortium. Share your stories and find out more at queernarrativesbeirut.com.